You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about Einstein Neubauten claps on the line I have Rob hey what's up Ben I'm also here and Kyle V Gates <laughs> claps is the first LP by Einstein Neubauten released in 1981 on the German label Zigzag Records it was produced by the band the genre is industrial and experimental I'm going to read from all music review Stuart Mason Einstein Neubauten's first album as one might imagine, is their most primitive and radical effort, the purest expression of their organic aesthetic. This makes the album both historically significant and conceptually intriguing, of course. But what's most interesting about the album is that it still sounds surprising decades after it's released. Often albums that are considered extreme art statements upon their debuts sound almost quaint a few years later, but while Collapse perhaps sounds less extreme to ears that heard industrial music turned into disco via Nine Inch Nails than it did before, uh, songs like the eight-minute title track and the rumbling uh, live closer, Negative Nine, are still a fascinating blend of rhythm and random bashing tonality and atonality with anguish by vocal uh, with vocals by Belitza Algrid that often seem to have little connection with anything else in the piece. The brief tracks, like the 82nd Shunset, are even more extreme explorations of pure noise. Starting as early as the next album, uh, Neubauten would begin slowly introducing more mainstream musical concepts into their aesthetic, making Collapse an undiluted listening experience as anything in their entire catalog. All right, what do we think of Ein- Eindenstrens and Neubauten collapse. I am not here for this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Kyle? <laughs> um, I, you know, I have complicated uh, feelings about this record, yeah. but um, it is intriguing. Um, I agree with that write-up. I think it is timeless in its own way. Um, and uh, I've heard some of their later stuff, and it is more accessible. Um, but this. Yeah, this is this is this is powerful stuff. Whether you like it or don't like it, it's powerful stuff. Yeah, I am here for this stuff. I I don't know why, but I just really gravitate towards th- this stuff and moving forward. Obviously, Sonic Youth is is one of my my bands, and they draw upon a lot of this uh, chaotic sounds, the negative sounds, and and noise in general. So, do you oh, feel oh. like putting this on, Birch? Like, like, man, I feel like listening to Collapse. I would put this on. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. I would. <laughs> um, I think there's something 
I I find a chaotic noise sort of uh, scapes interesting. I might not put this on as much as I would put on some of their later albums um, that are a little more accessible, a little more less uh, sparse in in the way they, you know, this one is a very aggressive album where it it has that drilling sounds. It has um, these different elements. I will say this is not as unlistenable as a lot of, you know, uh, chaotic noise bands just because it does have these beats. It does have things that kind of carry through, um, carry you through the actual tracks. But this is, this is like kind of on the outer edge when we were talking about, you know, bitches brew, it's like, it's kind of my limit. This, this album is like right close to that limit and it doesn't pass over into the, uh, into what I would consider, you know, unlistenable or, or bad. I found this easier to get through than Throbbing Gristle. I don't know what that really says. Yeah, I think this has more. Uh, it might just be the the percussion that keeps me. Uh, at least keeps it moving for me. I had a. Th- this was not easy listening for me. Um, but today it finally clicked, um, and that I, I put on a really good pair of headphones and just sat down with it, and it it kind of needs that, like. Uh, I, I wrote down that like uh, this album benefits from not having a hangover and a really good pair of headphones, uh, which my which my first uh, first time listening to it was eight thirty in the morning, driving around, little hungover. Bad, bad idea, jeans. Yeah, not not good. Not a good good listen. Rob, I, I agree with you absolutely. And to to jump jump on that, uh, you you. You told me to to give it a, a listen with headphones, and I did that earlier today, and that was the closest I got to getting it. And I definitely think that collapse must be a dedicated listen. You have to like your intent has to be listening to collapse. You can't just like put it on while you're doing something. And, and it, for me, it worked better when it was loud and headphones. The first time I listened to it, I had it like mid volume on the radio while I was trying to mount a TV to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and I hated it. I was just like, oh, just fucking show up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not hot enough outside right now to have the ac on so it's just like humid inside sweating trying to put a tv on with oh no dude yeah that's that's bad no it was terrible and like normally like when i'm when i am doing something i like to have music playing but this you 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 can't treat treat this like you treat music Mm -mm. no no you need to be like okay today I'm just going to sit down and listen to collapse and you like mark your tally on your cell wall. And, and that's, that's how you enjoy collapse. I really wish you would have known that this album is only 35 minutes long. Oh my not, God. Not the extended edition. It, it might've helped you out a little bit. It, it might've like, so it, Helga track 13 is the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. After that, you know, we're saying everything about this band is difficult. It's everything's difficult to hear or t- difficult to listen to. Uh, difficult to pronounce their name and 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 uh, also like a lot of the track names. But then after Helga, the track names just become these long. 
I don't even think they're real words in German because they all end in dub. I think it's German gibberish dub. I could be wrong, but I'm just like, oh, just throw me a bone. <laughs> I think it's. I think this album is only actually twelve uh, tracks long. The Serge Gainsbourg, or is it Gainsbourg? Yeah, might be Serge. Yeah, uh, that cover I think was an addition, like after the uh, the release of the album. Um. So yeah, it's twelve or thirteen. But I mean, it's not like it, some of these songs are you know thirty seconds long, which is. Yeah. You know, that, that's my jam. <laughs> they they are, um, but but there's if you're listening to the extended, there's 23 of them, and it's still like a 48 <laughs> missing, minute listen. I also listened to the extended uh, 2002 version, and one of the songs is called "Listen with Pain." <laughs> <laughs> that one's towards the end. <laughs> no way, Bouton. I I did like track 17, Sado Massa Dub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that one was kind of funky. Man, yeah. it's rough though. Yeah, I was wondering if you would get into it, Ben. Um, just you know, no. be, being a drummer and <laughs> having a little bit of the attachment of you know beating on uh, metal and and kind of those rhythms uh, bouncing around. I will tell you this, actually. On the contrary, as a drummer, some parts of this just really made my skin crawl because. Like the 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 song uh what like, Sen Sucked, like track nine, where there's just like a staccato piano rhythm, like just like hit, hitting eighth notes on a piano, but dragging and rushing and like the the rhythm's not even, but it's not uneven enough for it to be an artistic choice. It's just mm. no, it's just it's not it's not an artistic choice it's just slightly mm. off and it bothers me it slightly is. off is great though i mean for them yeah i think that's it's, yeah that's it's, it's disquieting to be slightly off fuck this album and everything it stands for <laughs> we make Man, music uh, to make you unnerved this <laughs> band this band has been commissioned to do like dance troupe compositions like they they're they're like they're they're artists they are straight up arty art art school art I, dudes the so thing about make, artists is it's as anyone can say that yeah but they're getting paid well then well that actually takes pieces. away their artist cred <laughs> hey uh if someone commissioned you to do a portrait are you no longer an artist no you're still an get artist. out of here you <laughs> but if, if if you're not getting paid are you any less of an artist no, no. Um, I would say they're very successful with this album. Now we were discussing that earlier. You know, yeah, it's it it's an assault. I mean, this album, like you were saying, you can't just passively listen to it. You know, I kind of compared it the other day to like the sorrow and the pity, or putting on Schindler's List or something. It's like you're not just gonna throw that on uh, when in the afternoon. It, same same with this album. It's it has something going for it that demands attention. And I think they're successful with that. Now it's, yeah, it's probably not everyone's style. It's probably, uh, it's very difficult to, uh, you know, I don't know how many times I've listened to it this week, but it, it does have that, the elements that are, it's noise. It's, you know, it's chaotic, but they're successful in, in how they're portraying these different uh, ideas, I think. Sehnsucht 
kommt aus dem Chaos Sehnsucht Sehnsucht ist die einzige The things that it inspired are countless, countless bands uh, going mm-hmm. forward. And like mm-hmm. uh, two of my favorite bands, uh, absolutely Brainiac was listening to this shit. Yeah. Like you can tell like guitar tone wise and like weird ass effects on vocals. Six Finger Satellite as well. I was going to ask if absolutely. that was the other band. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They, they fucking love this band. Yeah. So it's cool. Like archaeologically is the wrong word, but looking back and actually seeing like bands that are closer to this. It was one thing like back in the fifties, sixties, like going, Oh, okay. That's a, that's a starting point. Like this is officially like a, this is a starting point. I can kind of like wrap my brain around like with bands that are going to start in like eight years, you know, listen to this shit and like uh, going forward. I don't know. And they're, uh, they're, they're one of them. It's, you know, you have to have bands like this. It's just, yeah, you, you have to have, the outliers or the outside artists or whatever you want to call them. Um, you don't have to, you know, really, really like it, but it is, it is a statement. They are doing something. What is their statement? Everything's in German. I don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah. They wanted to make the most unlistenable and, um, the sound of, of chaos essentially. And they, they really drew upon, um, the art of noises, which I went down a rabbit hole the other day, um, the Art of Noise is, is a futurist manifesto uh, by Luigi Rossolo in 1913, and it really uh, combines it, it. It should be like the industrial uh, music sort of manifesto. It, it has different compositions that it wants to take uh, the sights and sounds of the industrial world, the now industrial world in 1913 and uh you know, be surprising in music. It, it, it's it's kind of wild. So different elements of that would be roars, thunderings, explosions, hiss, hissings, bangs, booms, uh, whistling, hissing, puffing, whispers, murmurs, mumbling, muttering, gurgling, screeching, creaking, rustling, bu- buzzing, crackling, scraping, uh, noises attained by uh, beating on metal, wood, skin, stone, pottery. You know, it's it's kind of a... It's interesting. It's a, sort of a futurist idea of, of okay, we've done all this, we've done all we can with you know the string instruments, the uh, the woodwinds, etc. This is you know looking towards something else. I don't know if you looked up like any of their live stuff. Like it's 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 cuckoo bananas. Like the like the instruments they build uh, to make these noises. Um, it's real. Real, real neat, like artsy, artsy, uh, artsy metal bands. I'd like to backtrack for a second, if you guys don't mind, to something that uh, you said, Birch. Uh, when I was asking, I asked, like, what what their statement was, and you said they wanted to make something unlistenable. As a listener, I take umbrage with that, like, and and to call it successful for making something unlistenable, that's like a chef deciding that he wants to make something inedible and just serving like burnt rocks. And you'd be like, well, you know, he's successful or like a filmmaker wanting to make something unwatchable. How come 
how come they get a pass, but but other forms of art, it would be considered a failure, even to have that mission statement? Oh, I think if you're deconstruct, this is deconstructing. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. 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 That's, that, this is absolute deconstruction. Like that, that works with food. That works with like visual art. Like there's no reason why with uh, like audio art, you, you can dislike it. But like as far as a thesis statement and like execution is concerned, these guys succeeded. Yeah. And I would say a part of that statement is obviously just to be brash. I mean, they don't really consider it unlistenable um, this album, but they're they're successful in, in making a different sound. I, I would say something that it almost sounds anti music. It is a weird <laughs> statement, though, to, to make. <laughs> It's also a statement that a very young, pretentious yeah. person would make. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it, sounds, it sounds like young people flexing. As a discerning listener who has infinite choices in what to listen to, if I hear that that's a band's goal, I'm just going to move on to the next band. <laughs> you know? like <laughs> There's nothing here for me. Ben, have you, ever, have you ever eaten a deconstructed meal? I'll tell you what. It's edible. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't send it back and, and scream. Hey, put this hamburger together. Construct this. <laughs> Construct this burger. No, I. I, I mean, yeah. There, there, there's, there's some people making some, some strange foods, you know. And honestly, I, I don't. I'm not enough of a. I love food, but I'm not enough of a, a cultured foodie in a metropolis to go out and enjoy deconstructed meals. I, I think constructed meals have worked just fine for this long. I love constructed meals. Music concrete was what I was trying to think of. Ah, like, yeah, this yeah, seems yeah. like a logical extension from music concrete. Dear God, that took forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. I, I did want to bring up uh, on tour this, the group's experimental and improvisational live performances uh, occasionally cause difficulties with the venue management and law enforcement. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, is this improvisational? Could they re- could they play this album again, or would it just be different the next time they did it? Oh, they can play this album again because you, okay. you you can hear live um, renditions of these songs, um, and obviously with live music, I mean, it's not going to be perfect um, oh, representation. Right. I, I just, but yeah, they they. Do I didn't know if parts. this was just how, what they sounded like that day. No, part of it. Part of it. Uh, and some of their music is you know more of an improvisational like jazz, but this uh a lot of these songs are you know you can see them live and they're doing the same uh the same backing beats and the same uh you know vocalizations that they're doing here uh a performance at the palladium in manhattan ended after improved uh pyrotechnics display the band ignited lighter fluid and a couple of metal pans and the management stopped the performance and cleared the venue uh, they're pretty notorious for, I would say, you know, being one of those first bands to get real weird and probably pretty dangerous on stage um, with these different elements, you know, drills and saws and uh, pyrotechnics and whatnot. A natural extension into uh, Ramstein, right? Yeah, for certain. <laughs> yeah, my, my, yeah. my favorite one of those was in 1984. Uh, uh, Einstein and Neubotten with guests including Genesis Porridge 
uh, Theo, yeah, Porridge, uh, Steve Pearson, Frank Tovey, uh, and others played a show titled The Concerto for Voices and Machinery at the ICA in London. After 20 minutes, the venue halted the show when the band began to dig through the venue stage with drills and jackets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. Just talk to a therapist. Like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> You, yep. you, oh, yeah. you hear a little bit of that. How long can you go with Devo then, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, Devo's first major show, they hung up posters that said, how long can you go with Devo when they opened for Sun Ra? Yes. Yeah. And the crowd became <laughs> aggressive towards the end of their set. <laughs> <laughs> a 20-minute rendition of Are We Not Men was not... Oof. Appreciated by a Are we not men? You're a bunch I, of assholes. I guess they found out how long they could go with Devo. <laughs> yeah, they they watched Sun Ra by themselves. It was it was. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sure Sun um, Ra loved that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, but like th- this dude, uh, who's the main guy in this band? Uh, you talking about uh, what's a bar- yeah Bargel? Yeah, um, I who's also I found out that bad seeds. He, he joined the birthday party, and then oh, like yeah. uh-huh. he's he's the guy singing that beautiful uh, like harmony on the weeping song. Yeah, <laughs> for Nick the weeping Cave. song. Yeah, so if you're a Nick Cave fan, I mean, closely like, interlinked yeah. um, uh, with this band, and you know he got Warren Ellis too for for the new albums, but you know, Nick cave is a big fan of, of this kind of, uh, chaos, a uh, birthday party, obviously is a, a spinoff of, of this sort of idea. And I would say Ben, um, you know, I know this album might not be to your, uh, liking, but they definitely have a transition. This is the most just like raw primitive, you know, that's just people beating on whatever they can find metal. Really. Yeah, exactly. And then, they they have this interesting natural progression where it's like they get more and more what you would call pop or ex- accessible or uh, they store, start incorporating different elements and it kind of slowly grows sort of like Nick Cave where it's, you know, the early birthday party is so punk rock and then he they transition into this sort of goth rock and then it's almost him doing... Um, ballads and things like that so it is a cool uh progression so i would definitely check out you know later stuff if you're interested ben i just yeah. saw you getting mad while that uh such, uh, it's not intentional <laughs> it, it's it, it's just poorly played <laughs> <laughs> oh man and so so this type of stuff is fun to do mm-hmm. uh Making noise is fun. I love making noise. Uh, played you guys that little kinetic drum machine that I, that I worked on in college. Then also same, like when I was in the dorms, I had like a little tube amp and a transistor radio that I would plug into the amp and just get like weird overseas channels and like move it around with the antennas and like just like start trying to get a feedback loop of a radio signal. And it was really fun to do. I had a great time. No one else on my dorm floor was having a good time. And that's how I feel listening to this album. Like, oh, yeah, it sounds like sounds like a blast, man. But why are you involving me? 
this album reminded me of a uh, uh, a sump pumps show we played in Knoxville, Tennessee at the Pilot Light. Uh, we opened for a band that was uh, just you know like uh, all all of this happening, just like beating on like the uh, hubcaps and shit, and like there's some dude like playing a a grinding wheel and everything. Um, Kyle, do you do you recall this? Uh, and then we ended up at some weird house party. That was that where I wore the gorilla mask. Yes, that is exactly where you wore the yeah, gorilla mask. Yeah, I remember mask. that night. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. That's all. Okay. <laughs> you, 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 can, you, can, you can elaborate if you want, buddy. <laughs> I'm not going to put you. All I remember was that gorilla mask. And Ben, I love how much you hate this. I can't. Stand I don't know. Man. You are just a, you are a salty dog over there. Uh, hey, I didn't bring the salt. They tr- they succeeded in making something that I find unlistenable. So, yeah. you know, don't put this on me. I'm just a victim of their success. I will say, yeah, you do have those those bands uh, that were performing before you guys were playing, but this is the this is the OG. This is the original. I mean, I'm sure there are people doing some of this before with music concrete, but this this solidified uh, a movement uh, in Germany at the time. So something for historical stink significance of the yeah. album but historical significance yeah yeah but hey. it might not be style you know it might not be everybody's taste I've got i think it's like a primal control. scream though you can just put this on it's it doesn't you could you could tell me this was recorded five years ago and i would i would believe it you know if i'd never heard it before yeah the primal scream therapy that john lennon was doing this probably relates or sounds something like that just throwing a bag of screwdrivers at some sheet metal and screaming in German at the top of your lungs. Yeah, it's cathartic. Yeah, no, there's a I'm, time and a place for everything. A time and a place for making it. But is there a time and a place for listening? I think I think the way it's recorded is actually um, there's a lot of cl- clever and interesting things for me. I will say. Uh, uh, I, I've got a, a chaotic noise tour story. As well, so uh, yeah, so uh, we were uh, we were in Europe, uh, the band I was with, and we were touring. And after the show, we were looking for some late night food, and and you know all that's open is like doner kebab joints, you know. And we love doner, so we were getting some doner kebab, and our guitar tech Max was chatting up uh, like the guy that was serving us, and and, and Max is into like. He's into like avant-garde noise shit, and and he's like, "Oh man, what are you guys listening to back there? That's some far out shit." And the guy said, "Oh no, the slicer's a little bit out of whack. We think it's missing a bolt, so it's just really like <laughs> grinding." <laughs> <laughs> It, it was just oh, the, it, it was their it was their uh, like their meat slicer that was in bad need of an adjustment is is 
what he thought <laughs> was some cutting edge chaotic wow. noise recording. <laughs> It reminds me of a video of an air conditioner in New York that sounds like a drum solo. <laughs> uh, I always do like to watch uh, if anybody's seen sort of documentaries about like where they record. They'll record in, um, you know, tube stations um, and once in like an empty water tower. Uh, they're, you know, they're always trying to push those field recordings into different places and it's just really interesting to see um who gets to load the gear up to the empty water tower yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is a you know it's engaging it's it's something different they're willing to do i think for me too is they're willing to go the extra um push themselves the extra mile you know what i mean like sure they could record and uh, some in a empty space that might sound kind of like a water tower, but guess what? They'll they'll actually do it. You know, it's being willing to do it, and I think that that does carry over into into art a lot of times. Is is going is you know spending the time to to do these things and being willing to uh, execute on it. So long as they get their tetanus shots, I say more power <laughs> to them. We think. I'll go first. Uh, I'm, there, there's nothing here for me. Negative for me. I couldn't wait to record this episode because it meant I would never need to listen to this album ever again. There are zero songs I would put on a mixtape. This album is unlistenable. Therefore, I guess they're successful. All right, boys. You know? <laughs> no, fuck this. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what do you think, Kyle? I don't think uh, the listeners, you know, can can see this, but Ben has like steam coming out of his ears. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I can give this a, a a full recommendation, but if if you're interested in noise rock and art rock and avant garde, and um, you know, you kind of if this sounds like something you might like, I would recommend it. Um, if not, you know, if if what we described doesn't sound intriguing to you, I would say don't go near it. Yeah. I mean, if like Birch said, Sonic Youth, like Rob said, Brainiac, if you kind of want to, you know, get an idea of, I don't want to see the exigence of noise rock, but certainly, you know, a, a very timeless example of it and, and a very um, powerful, important flashpoint of it, um, I'd say check it out. So um, I guess that's a neutral. Yeah. Are you going to continue listening to it, Kyle? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe if I have a really a really hard week and uh, I just want to take off all my clothes and run outside and, and beat things with hammers and scream in German, maybe I will. <laughs> I might, you know, that midlife crisis might happen. I mean, if you're doing that, give me a call. I would per, I would be in a band like this with you. I just don't want to listen to other people doing it. <laughs> nice. mm, okay. <laughs> um, before I... I weigh in. I am just going to say one thing. The percussionist for this band, uh, FM Einheit, he, he's constantly wearing a Sonic youth t-shirt, like in just about everything, like any, any, any like interview from the nineties. So yeah, the, there was actually a feedback loop with these, uh, with oh, those sure. bands. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm going total positive on this. Um, 
just like I did with uh, with Throb- Throbbing Gristle, uh, people should be made to listen to the things that I've had to listen to. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, but no, I, I starred. I ended up starring one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of these songs. Um, and on a thirteen song album, that's a that that is a real positive for me. I mean, it's it's art, and it's sometimes art is. Uh, disgusting and you know whether or not you like what you see or like what you hear is you know it's open to interpretation so yeah give it a listen you might not hate it or you might and that is just growth my friends yeah (laughs) bro uh i think i'm on the positive i will put it on again uh i don't know if i'd recommend it it's it's a hard one to recommend without you know having sort of a caveat to well if you like this then you would might like this another band we kind of didn't mention that i think is fairly related is you know a band like suicide where it's you know they're experimenting with like noise and the sound and uh kind of this uh monotone but a, a very dark introspective um ideas i just i'd uh, say that suicide was a lot more accessible than this just oh yeah yeah still not my jam yeah but i just think that um yeah i i want to go there i'm i'm interested in the uh what this is uh is trying to do the the sort of uh strange noise out there elements i don't know i don't know why i'm i'm drawn to that but i think i've just become accustomed to the these sort of noise uh experimental bands enough that it you know it's i'm a lot more willing to just kind of like dive in and and go with it i guess all right next time we'll be talking about Susie and the banshees juju all right thanks y'all it's, it's so beautiful it's hard <laughs>